This is episode 230 of the Beyond the Food Show, and today we're going to talk about fear of weight gain, and in a way, I've never talked about it before. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going to Beyond the Food Show. I'm Stephanie Dozier, clinical nutritionist and emotional eating expert, creator of the Going to Beyond the Food Method, and founder of the Going to Beyond the Food Academy. Corporate executive turned health expert with my own journey with weight, body image, and food, It's now my mission to help smart, successful women like you live confidently right now and unconditionally. Ready, sister? Let's do this. Welcome back, sisters. Your host here is Stephanie Dozier, and travel season is upon us, at least for me and my world. Uh, I've been really busy over the last almost 12 months. Uh, really revamping our program, developing our online platform, recording a lot of videos. And as a result, I have not traveled a lot. And part of the reason why I'm doing this work online was to create that space of freedom for me to travel more. So I'm officially back into the world of traveling as of April the 14th. I booked myself a one-month travel to actually Florida. So if you are in Florida, if you're listening to this live and you are in Florida and uh, you want to meet, reach out to me on social media and perhaps we'll get together and perhaps have a coffee. But... um, all of this to say that I'm looking forward to that. So that's what's new in my world. I'd love to hear from you again. Reach out to me on social media and let me know what's new in your world. Um, and this is coming off at the tail end of launching the Going Beyond the Food Academy for the first time in 2020. And I did something interesting. Well, not something new, but something that brought me a lot of awareness at the end of this launch when we closed the door and got started with our first group of 2020 is I did a survey. Now, this is something that we've been doing for a while in our business and something that I learned years ago in my corporate business world training. And But I did it differently this time. I did a survey to my community and one specifically to the group of people who first raised their hand to say, hey, I'm interested of joining the Going to Beyond the Food Academy. And we sent a specific survey to these uh, women. So the the question that I asked to these women is, so you raise your hand saying that you were interested in starting your journey beyond the food, but you ended up not joining us. May I ask why? And oh my God, the answer I got revealed so much about us as a community and where we are at. So I thought today... That's why I decided to do this podcast, Fear of Weight Gain, because guess what? That's the number one reason why women did not join the Academy is because of their fear of weight gain. So let me read you just some of the statements or some of the reason why women said they weren't going to join us. So, and tell me, we can't talk because we're on the podcast here, but see if that resonates with you. I can't seem to overcome the fear of weight gain and trust the process. I haven't fully been able to embrace all side of not dieting yet. I want to believe that weight doesn't play a role on how I feel physically, but I can't. So I need to lose weight. In a certain way, I get that certain people are okay being overweight, but it's not for me. 
So I'm not fat phobic and it's okay for other people to be overweight. I support them, but it's different for me because I don't feel comfortable at a higher weight. So I have to manage my weight. I'm terrified of gaining weight. I'm extremely uncomfortable. So I need to resolve this first. So I need to lose weight. I'm afraid to try a non-diet approach as I think I'll gain even more weight. Does that resonate with you? These are the women who were interested, looked into it, attended some form of marketing output that I put into the world and ended up not joining. And to me, this is very interesting because there is this belief out there, some of you may have that, that this fear of gaining weight is going to somewhat disappear. And that's the moment you're going to be ready to heal your relationship to food and body. And to me, that is a big problem because it's never going to go away. That fear that's holding you back from doing what's right for you, because all these women said part of the survey was, do you think that the Academy was a right fit for you? And they all said, yes. But they couldn't because they thought, like, I haven't managed my fear yet. It's still present. Therefore, it's a sign for me that I cannot move forward. So I just want, like, before we get into the podcast, like, get it out there. It's never going to go away. It's never. Like, I still have it. The women that are doing the work currently or have done the work and graduated, like, all have it. So if you're waiting for it to go away, you'll wait your entire life. So here's what I'm going to do for the rest of the podcast. Understanding that, what do you do or what can you do to, quote, manage the fear of weight gain? From that perspective, knowing that it's never going to go away and that waiting for it to go away, you're going to wait your whole life, then what? What do you do? This is where the conversation starts, and I'm going to talk about it. One of the perspectives that I'm going to present you today is one that I've lived my life with for the last 20 years, but I never talked about yet publicly, which is my stance and my beliefs in feminism. And I've been slowly, gradually on social media and in my community starting to talk about feminism But I've had, to be honest, some backlash from women to say, like, you shouldn't be talking about that. I'm not a feminist. I think feminists are bad. I don't want to hear about your message if you think you're a feminist, like all this stuff. And, and I, me, the person who knows that fear is just a sign you're getting out of your comfort zone, lived in fear of talking about feminism because of what some people have told me. So today... I'm moving past my fear, and we're going to talk about feminism because I know to the core of me that until we can accept that fat is a feminist issue, we will keep being stuck in diet culture. So I'm following my own advice, and I'm pushing through my fear right now and tackling part of my answer today from that context. So... The first thing when we talk about fear of weight gain, I want us to celebrate. I want you to celebrate that this fear is present 
in you because you are moving forward in your journey beyond the food. The fear of weight gain means that you've inputted new data into your brain and then you're studying it, that you're considering other options, that you're considering joining the non-diet approach, that you're considering releasing diet culture, that you're considering working on the things that are keeping you stuck. If you weren't already into the journey, you wouldn't have the fear of weight gain. Can we all like sit with this like one and a half seconds or longer and realize that the only reason why the fear is there is because you've begun your journey. So can we have a celebration for all of you who are feeling the fear of weight gain? It means you've begun your journey. Otherwise, you would still be in contemplation in denial, and you wouldn't even be listening to this podcast. You wouldn't be part of my community. You wouldn't receive emails from me. You wouldn't follow me on social media if you weren't past the first stage. Where you get stuck is where you get stuck from moving to the next stage, which is to take action, is because you are realizing that for you to move into action, you need to let go of control. You need to let go of control of what your weight will be, the food, the like all the things that you're controlling right now in your life in hope that you're not going to gain weight, for you to move forward in a journey of non-diet, you need to let go of that. And that is scary. So you've begun your journey. The fear is normal. The fear is present because you're challenging your belief. Now what you need is the courage of sitting in that fear, of feeling the fear, and still moving forward with what you believe is right for you. It's normal to be concerned about weight gain. It's normal that your brain freaks out. We live in a society that is fat phobic for the last hundred years. Our society, Western society, is filled with weight stigma and laden with fat phobia. We publicly shame women for being in large body. Now, it's not vocally shaming, but it's like subconscious form of shaming. We go to the doctor and we get shame in the name of health for being in a larger body, even though science is not clear of the direct correlation between weight and health. But the reason why the doctor and the nurses and the healthcare system shame is because of the underlying societal belief that fat is bad. So is it surprising that you are afraid of gaining weight? Heck no, it's normal, it's expected. All of us currently in non-conforming body that are being intuitive eater or learning intuitive eating or body neutrality or living our life in confidence all have the same fear as you. We just not allowing that fear to stop us. We've made the choice to feel the fear and move forward. The fear of weight gain is like a blind spot. That blind spot is created by diet culture. And 
as a society of women, we have been living in that vacuum for a hundred years. So just so we level set, that fear is normal. That fear is expected. We've all faced it. Some of us have overcome the fear and moved past it. Some of you haven't, and it's okay. It's totally okay. While you understand logically that it won't be the end of the world if you gain weight, what's holding you back is the subconscious belief that if you gain weight, you're not going to be lovable. You're not going to be accepted. You perhaps will get rejected, right? These are the core belief that you are holding on, that are holding you on or holding you off back from moving forward. And these beliefs, this underneath, underneath belief that you don't know is there yet, it's a conditioning. It's a conditioning that all of us have human have received and most particularly women. Diet culture is subconsciously going into your brain through marketing, through newspaper article to create these beliefs inside of you. So you act accordingly to how diet culture wants you to act, right? Diet culture is this, for those who are new here, is a system of belief that promote thinness as the solution to happiness, solution to health. The solution to everything for women is to be thin. And once you get thin, it unlocks this magical world where everything will be perfect. That's what diet culture sells us and has been selling to us since we're like five or six years old. All of us here listening to this podcast have been educated, brought up, and raised in diet culture. We've not known anything else. That's what we want to change for the future and the next generation. But at this point, all of us have been subdued to this conditioning. It'd be like people 200 years ago living in North America who believed in racism or slavery. They were raised in an environment where one race was superior to the other, and it was cool to have slaves. For them, 200 years ago, that was their life. That's the same thing for us today. Today, we're looking back at 200 years ago, and we're like, they were crazy. What will the next generation or two, three generations from us will look back at what we did as women today and look like, say, what? They were crazy. Like they suffered their entire life. Meanwhile, like true happiness was right there. They weren't seeing it. And that's what diet culture does to us, right? It keeps us small as women. It keeps us playing small. It keeps us like literally wanting to be small in a smaller body, but also playing small as a woman. It keeps us insecure, it keeps us doubting ourselves every day. And even, here, get this, this is how crazy this can be. It keeps us doubting our choice of leaving that culture. Like that moment where these women that I surveyed had to press the button, I join the Beyond the Food methodology or I don't, 
Diet culture was so embedded in their brain subconsciously that it made them doubt that they were making the right choice. And by creating this environment in yourself, in your brain, subconsciously, diet culture keeps you in the loop. It keeps you into the loop of wanting to lose weight, being a lack of confidence in yourself, a lack of self-esteem, and playing small. So level set again. It's normal to want to lose weight. You have subconscious programming that makes you think it's normal for you to want to lose weight. But you need to get past that. Now, this is where we're going to bring feminism into this, okay? That blind spot that I referred to earlier of diet culture being in the background creates stories into your head that creates the fear that you feel as an emotion in your body, right? In, in my world, when I teach women how to get back into their power, we learn a framework called self-coaching. And these women that are listening right now know exactly what I'm talking about, right? The emotion in our body are created strictly from the way we think, right? Our thoughts create our emotion, nothing else. There's nothing else in your life that gets in and create fear other than your thoughts. And that's what diet culture is very good at doing is creating thoughts and stories that keeps creating the emotion of fear in your body and keep you stuck and not getting past the fear. The desire to be thin, when I said earlier, is about 100 years old, began in the 1880s. If you look back at the history of empowerment of women, right, what we call feminism, and you look at it from the angle of diet culture, how was diet culture born and how did it begin to be this thing that we all want to chase thinness? Up to the 1880s, women were in a large body. If you attended my workshop a couple months ago called Women, Food, and Power, you saw some visual images of that. Up to then, women in large body were viewed as the ideal body. And then in 1880, there's this guy named Charles Dana Gibson, a man who drew the ideal female body. And that became what we now know as the Gibson girl. Think of the Gibson girl in 1880 as the Barbie. It was a drawing of what a woman should look like, large breasts, large hips, and a tiny, 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 tiny waist. And that became the first layer of diet culture because that's when printing and marketing and magazine for women were created And that became the beginning of diet culture. That's, we took this large body, we put it into a corset, make that teeny tiny waist. And then from there, female body became smaller and smaller and smaller. That was the kind of the birth of diet culture. Um, Understanding that diet culture is thinness, but it's also now reforming itself in 2020 to be the achievement of superior health. So some of you listening to this podcast may not be so much concerned about thinness, but you're like, 
I need to be optimally healthy. Understand that diet culture for you is the optimum health. But for most women, we're still into this thinner body ideal of diet culture. So it began with the Gibson girl. And then from there, we've had... We've had the flapper girl in the 1920s. We've had um, Twiggy in the 70s. Like we've had ideal body that have always centered around that thinness. So that's like, this is how deeply this is programmed in our brain from generation to generation to generation. So your body ideal are also coming from your mom. Right, how your mom engaged with her body and her grand your grandmother, her mother engaged with her body. This intergenerational expectation of thinness all comes from diet culture. Now here's where it gets interesting. This invention of that thin body, that unachievable, perfect looking body for women, is coincidental to when women wanted to gain more power. The word feminism was born in the mid-1800 when women were actively working to gain political power, meaning the right to vote. So we, we, a group of women, were militant into the world of getting all women the right to vote. And at the same time, the society into which we were living, patriarchy, which have had no power, no political power, no economical power, no power of any kind to women. We were subdued. And then slowly we were starting to rise up and wanting to gain our power. And then diet culture started to evolve at the same time to keep us controlled, small, and focus on other things than our power. Because the reality is when you are entrenched in diet culture, a lot of your mental space, a lot of your resources, your time, your money, your mental space, all goes in to monitoring, controlling, and trying to achieve this thinness. All these resources that you spend on getting smaller is not being spent on other part of your life, on you being in your power. You cannot work on getting into your power while being obsessed about food, exercise, and being smaller. So diet culture is very, very powerful because it did achieve exactly what it set out to be, which is to keep us powerless. And it did very well. Because we are here today talking about this, talking about all these women, you and I, that are afraid of gaining weight and are not stepping into our power because we are being kept back by this fear that really is diet culture. That's how exactly how patriarchy wants us to be. Patriarchy wants us to be focused on the size of our hips and the size of our waist. And it will do anything to keep us there. And here's where it gets really crazy. I've said that twice now, but here's where it gets crazy. When you look back at the history of women's empowerment, 
you will also notice that at the beginning of each wave, that it is the right to vote, the right to work, the right to equal pay, and now the rise of the anti-diet movement, there is a group of women fighting against it. So when you look back at the suffragette movement, for an example, which is the beginning of the 1900, there was a large group of women who were fighting for women not to have the right to vote. Here's a fun fact for you. In Massachusetts, USA, they polled women in 1895, and about 575,000 women went to the poll, and the question was, should women have the right to vote? Ready for this? Only 4% of the 575,000 women said yes. 96% of the women said women should not have the right to vote. Is that crazy? Like, can you think about that now? To think that women should not have the right to vote. When you look at people who study female history, and by no means am I a specialist in that, like I'm just a fan, like geeking out on books. But when you look at historian and women that have done study in that field, they explain this vote by the fear that was in women. Because gaining the right to vote was contradictory to everything women were thought at that time in 1895. Women were raised for generation and generation to be subdued to men, to church, to raising children, to the state, to everything. Women were raised into this. And now all of a sudden, here's this group of crazy women that's coming around that says, no, 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 we are equal to men and we need to vote. And then 96% of the women were freaked right out. What do you mean? You're challenging everything that I know. Today, we can see that we were right. But back then, in 1895, these women were expressing and experiencing exactly the same thing that we are today, but in regards to our weight. So the fear of weight gain that we are living today, that you are living today, is no different. In a way, it is different in which... We have power now, meaning that you have political power, you have, most of you have economical power. We are liberated women. So if you decide today that you're going to ditch diet culture and you're going to do what's right for you, for your body, you have the power to do it. Nobody's going to come into your house. The police of diet's not going to come into your house and say, no, 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 I'm going to give you a ticket for not dieting, Right. That doesn't work anymore. They used to do that in the 1900 when they used to put women in jail, right, for, for militing, for power to vote. They're not going to do that today, right? We're liberated women. So what is holding us back is our own thoughts. It's how we're thinking. Because we have this very powerful brain, a reptilian brain that is like, oh, my God, this is so dangerous. Look at all the crazy thoughts you have in your head. That's what's going to happen if you gain weight. So this must be terrifying. So we're not going to do that. And your reptilian brain literally pulls you back from making the choice because you're like, this is danger. Like, look at everything that's going to happen if you gain weight. 
And that everything that's going to happen is your thoughts. That's all. It's just thoughts. It's just words in your head. None of that will likely happen, but it's the way we think about it. So in a way, yes, it's irrational, but it's in a way it's rational also because your brain is only reacting in the way that it's supposed to, which is survival. Avoid pain, seek pleasure. Weight gain, pain, 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 pain. (laughs) We're not going to go there. So your brain pulls you back and keeps you stuck. And it keeps you stuck because diet don't work. So you have this fear of weight gain and you're like, I can't go there. But then the other option is just like keeping you in this massive loop with a lot of pain and a lot of side effects as well. So what's the solution? Right, we're coming into the end of the podcast now. What's the solution? How do we go about managing this fear of weight gain? Number one, it's no different than any other fear in your life. You have to ask yourself the question, is this fear a real threat? Is my life at risk? Is my brain really trying to prevent me from that? Once you've answered that question for yourself, nobody else can answer it but you. If you say, like, really, am I going to die if I decide to become an intuitive eater or body-neutral person? Cool. Now, number one, you have a choice. Like, this is, don't, don't say anymore, I don't have a choice. I have to lose weight. No, 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 no. Sister, you're fully liberated, empowered women. You have a choice. So make a conscious choice. And no matter what choice you make, I'm rooting for you. Understanding that if you make the choice of going on and losing weight, do it consciously that it's at 95% failure rate. But fully embed this decision. Stop being over the fence. Just make a choice and go for it. If you make the choice of coming into the world of no diet, body neutral and intuitive eating, I'm going to be here to help you because that's my side of the fence. Like I've made my choice. I'm on the other side of the fence. You're still going to feel fear. Guaranteed. I'm telling you, you're going to feel fear. However, now you also need to learn a way of managing your mind and your thoughts. You can come to my world and learn self-coaching. You can go and pick up a book, another course somewhere else and learn to manage your mind because that's your first barrier. Your barrier reside into your mind. You need to take control of your thinking. You need to take control. You need to take control of your subconscious mind. You need to take your subconscious mind away from diet culture, away from patriarchy And you need to decide how you're going to think about your weight, your relationship to food and body, and keep reprogramming your subconscious mind. And five, if that's where we're, I think that's where we are. Step five, it's okay to be afraid and do the work at the same time. All my students became in my world afraid, and they still have thoughts and desire to lose weight, but they don't act on them. Having a thought, doesn't mean that you are going to take an action. You can see that thought and let it go. I still have thoughts, random thoughts that poop pops into my head. Just as I'm buying bathing suit to go to Florida, which I shared at the beginning of the podcast, I had a thought, poof, you need to lose weight. 
I looked at the thought and I said, huh, no, thank you. Have a good day. Now let it go. I didn't act on it, right? So it's normal to be afraid. You're going to be afraid when you start your journey and just keep moving past it and focus your work, all this energy that is, was used to be spent on controlling your food and obsessing about your food, transfer this energy into your power, into controlling your mind. That is why it's a feminist act. Ditching diet culture is about you choosing where you're going to put your energy in the action that you're going to take. Always leaving behind perfection, right? Because again, that's the other thing that I often hear from my student. Once they're in the program, people will raise their hand and say, well, it's been like six weeks and I still think about wanting to lose weight. What am I doing wrong? That is the perfection mindset of diet culture that shows up into the world of beyond the food and says, well, you shouldn't be thinking that. Like you're doing the work now. It's supposed to go away. No, that's not how it works. I mean, I was in diet culture for 25 years. You think that it's going to take six weeks for me to erase this programming? No, it took years. Now I have, I don't know, a thought a month. At the beginning, I perhaps had 10 thoughts a day. Right? But it's about what do we do with these thoughts, right? So here's a couple of things I'd like to leave you with. I would like to for you to do some self-reflection, perhaps some journaling, always with the angle of self-compassion, of being curious, so you can start exploring what's going on in your subconscious mind that creates this fear of gaining weight. So here's a couple of questions for you. Where does this fear of weight gain come from? Ask yourself that question in journal. Here's another question. Where did I learn to fear weight gain? Was it from my mom, from my school, from my girlfriend? Like where did this notion came into my brain? Do I realize that I'm making the choice to stay stuck with this fear of weight gain? Like, Ask yourself, is that a conscious choice that I'm making or I'm only reacting to old belief that I have in my brain? Why do I believe that I will be, quote, unlovable if I gain weight? Here's the last one. What if I gain weight? Then what? What will happen? And explore all the things that is in your subconscious mind about this fear and let it just pour out on the piece of paper And then put your paper down and start looking at it and look at all the nonsense, literally nonsense that's floating in your brain that creates that fear. And I can guarantee you just by putting it on paper, it's going to relieve 50% of it. Journaling is extremely powerful to release some of those thoughts because you can see it clearly how ridiculous some of these thoughts are. So I hope that helps you. If you found that this episode was helpful, maybe challenging, but helpful, I would love for you to share it with someone else in your life that is struggling with the exact same fear, but doesn't know how to go about it and introduce them to my podcast and particularly to this episode. We need to help each other as women. We can't wait 
for patriarchy and diet culture to come in and then all of a sudden makes this this knowledge aware to all women. It'll never happen. It's not going to happen, like at least for another 50 years. You and I are going to be old people <laughs> rocking our rocking chairs when the two generations down the path will know this willingly and likely be taught that in school. But for now, we have to push this information forward from women to women. So I would love for you to share this episode. I love you, sister, and I look forward to hang out with you in the next episode.